and welcome to the Emerge Stronger podcast, where we explore the power of self-discovery, the impact of great leadership, and how, when they do things well, leaders can really change lives. I'm Nick O'Sullivan, and with my co-host Simon Shaw, we explore experiences, issues, and events that relate to leadership and what we can learn from them. Join us and Emerge Stronger. Uh, so, Drew, good morning. How are you? Yeah, good morning, Nick. Pleased to be here. <laughs> well, Pleased look, to be back. Start... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, look, I've got something to rectify in a bit. But before we do, for, for our regular uh, listeners and subscribers, uh, Simon's not, not here today. He's uh, away on other business. But I'm delighted to be able to say uh, we welcome Drew Millwood-Boyton back. And uh, last time we had Drew on, in my excitement, I, uh, I I forgot to enable Drew to tell us a bit about himself. So, Drew, I'd like to start by rectifying that. Um, so, welcome to the Emerge Stronger podcast once again. And uh, it would be brilliant if you could just tell our, our listeners just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, no, thank you very much for that. And thanks for the opportunity to uh, introduce myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so obviously I'm Drew, or Andrew, never an Andy. And... Um, I've got a background in leadership, working for um, global brands uh, and consulting firms, um, Accenture, IBM, Capgemini, and I've got a particular interest in um, transformation and change. And for me, I'm really keen to really enable the potential of people, the potential of relationships. And for me, uh, the, the relationship is key in organisations, and I think that. It's something that is continually and consistently undervalued, uh, unrecognized, and um, unexploited, I guess. Um, so what I'd like to do is really go into organizations, making ideas happen uh, through relationships, great relationships, uh, great leadership, great fellowship, um, and hopefully create a culture and climate where people belong, people feel included, and um, ultimately people feel valued and yeah. is something that they can get behind. So it's really, it's really nice hearing you speak because you and I have known each other a little while now and had quite a few yeah. conversations and so many of the things that we share in common and, and feel the same way about you've mentioned in that brilliant intro uh, and it'd be great uh, you know to bring you on perhaps more regularly and just explore some of those with mm. you um, in our discussions and and see uh, see where we go um, but I think you've got loads of value to add and we're obviously delighted to, to have you back on the podcast so thank you again what we'd like to talk to you about this morning is um, is COVID really because that you know in line with all the issues and topics you just mentioned there the COVID pandemic obviously was global affected yeah. everyone yeah. affected every business in every sector and so the impact of it was significant and i'm sure over the next few years there's going to be loads of literature uh, produced in terms of looking at the impact it has and mm. in anticipation of that it might be quite good fun to uh, to explore some of our own thoughts on on the matter um so you know there are a number of of uh, ways in which covid impacted us and one one of the sort of things that we were chatting about were what have we potentially missed or forgotten um and certainly for me 
it'd be interesting to get your views on this. So one of the the big things that came out of COVID was a, a move towards remote working or hybrid working, yeah, and yeah, and obviously it made complete sense for absolutely practical reasons mm. because everyone couldn't get to work at the office or their place of work, whatever it might be. Uh, and obviously there's a big push to that, and there's loads of brilliant tech these days to enable it. Uh, but equally, there was another school of thought that said, oh, actually, the office is really good, and as soon as possible, they were mm-hmm. pushing people back into yeah. the office. Yeah. Uh, and I, I kind of understand both. I've got a communications technology background myself. I love yeah. technology, yeah. but I always found there was never any substitute for being in a room. And I reflected mm-hmm. on that a bit more. And I was having a conversation recently, and I think the place I landed on that, was that sharing the same physical space with other human beings is a much more real, more tangible way to share yeah. experience yeah. with other human beings. And it's yeah. that shared experience that enables those relationships you mentioned in your introduction. And it's those relationships and interactions that enable the culture of an organisation. So for me, although COVID, absolutely, for lots of good reasons, said, well, actually, we can work remotely and we can work from home and have all this balanced stuff, uh, work-life balance. There is equally a balance to be struck in enabling people to come together in a real physical space. That's healthy Absolutely. for the individuals, and I think it's healthy for the organisation. Um, don't know what your thoughts are on that. No, I, I mean, Nick, this is this is really the sentiment that um, that I approached um, this this particular cast with. In that, I think that if if we go back to pre-COVID times. I think that for a lot of people, um, it, they moved around each other, with each other, and engaged with each other in a natural way. Um, in the office, in in, in, in meeting rooms, <clears throat> um, in presentations, and there was this hybrid working there where we would have spider phones or whatever we called them. So you know, we, we were dialing into each other. Um, crossing boundaries, crossing borders. And I think that, that, you know, for for many people, not all, um, there was a real ease in doing that. And I think what happened with COVID is that it was a a significant and massive interruption to that natural flow of energy and being around each other. Um, And... I, I, I have a strong sense that um, if we look at the, the the psychology and the energy system of, of, of people, and I do, you know I'm, I'm carefully avoiding the, the you know introversion, extroversion, ambiverts uh, as, as a possibility. With you know I don't want to name it. I think it's just about um, being around each other that that was natural that we now miss. And as we look forward to hybrid working, where there is more need to be in that common workspace, um, or rather workplace, that I think for many individuals, many organisations, they're going to they're going to struggle with this, or they are struggling with this right now. Yeah. Um, I've been to, I, I, for, for example, just to just to give an example of this, I was um, recently at a conference, and there was a few hundred people um, in a shared space with a number of stores, moving around, mingling with each other, going to keynote speeches, uh, and it was great to see those natural conversations forming. Uh, for me, 
um, that did feel natural and normal. However, when I started speaking to people about what they were experiencing in that workspace, um, the, the idea of taking those conversations back into the office, you could see that they were struggling with that. The idea of being this transient individual going into the office, going onto a Zoom call with other people that may be distributed across the office because people, I think, are struggling to get into a single meeting room. Um, that for them, that, that they feel that there's a lack of belonging. Um, that there's a, there's a lot of individuals that joined during COVID um, that are really rudderless. So, so if I if I read that right, so you know your observations are that potentially some organisations these days, or some individuals within organisations, have a better, healthier relationship with people outside their organisation because they're the people they go and share physical space with than they do yeah. people inside their organisation because they don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. interesting, isn't it? I mean, it's it's really if I put myself in the position of the individual, and I did, I did go through COVID myself. Um, you know, people. I think when they when remote working came in, they said like, "Oh, all these all these other life issues that I always really struggled to balance with work. Now suddenly I can do because I'm at home a lot more. It's much easier." I think it took some time for the hangover to be felt, which was, "Well, now now I can fix these problems. It's actually causing a different set of problems over here." And I think it yeah. potentially highlights really well that there absolutely is a balance to be struck. I suppose maybe I'm convincing myself I'm a fan of of hybrid working rather than all out remote or all out in the office um, <clears throat> but that I, th I think as I say that the key lesson I think for me or the key observation looking back is that this balance is really important Covid showed if you go all out the other way yeah. that causes its own set of problems I think yeah yeah and I, I, th I think what people have uh, potentially lost if we you know if we move some of the conversation about what people lost is is that the ability to have that sort of balance um, but I, I'm, I'm going to bring something really important that we can see between ourselves so, because we can see each other on camera. Um, I think identity has been disrupted because of COVID. Let me explain is that um, if we're in a big organization working with each other, um, you might have uh, an, you know, an idea of um, who I am um, in the workplace, my professional um, background, my professional intent. Uh, you might name, name the, uh, the name of my kids, um, but the the idea that um, seeing my personal identity would be quite constrained with what I share. But because we've now opened up our personal lives, our personal spaces, we've dropped boundaries. Um, we know an awful lot about each other by the books that sit behind us. <laughs> it's, there, there's been these strong invitations, and actually it wasn't a explicit invitation to see into my life. We, we, you know, we, we've unwillingly exposed our personal lives, our identity, yeah. uh, in the places we live, um, the books we read, um, our children moving around between, you know, behind us. And I think that COVID has opened that up. I'm sure that there's some really great things that have happened with that, getting that more intimate knowledge with that. But the, yeah. I think where there is a problem is by doing so and opening up 
uh, our lives to so many people on a Zoom call or on a Teams call. Um, we don't know who's viewing our space because I've been on calls where I've, you know, come on the camera, been encouraged to be on camera, wanted to be on camera. And sometimes I haven't wanted to be on the camera where there's been something in the region of maybe 200 people looking into my personal space. Yeah. It's, it's funny, isn't it? The, the concept of a little six by four view into yeah. into people's lives that we might not normally get. Um, but, you know, it's interesting in terms of, well, is that a view into into the real world or is that because, you know, some people have been quite cynical and said, well, or are they presenting <coughs> me those books and they're presenting yes. me that person? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and suddenly there comes then this whole, whole other way in which you can present and uh, is mask the right word? But, you know, you can put forward a certain version of yourself, potentially. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm sure that there's individuals that have gone as far to orchestrate a, a, a background that supports the identity or brand that they're trying to create. Now, I think that, that you know, that, that, that that's potentially good. For me, it's, it's really quite interesting that it, it, it opens up a window to allow people to make judgments um to make um and again those judgments aren't always going to be positive uh and i suppose in a way it allows people to sort of see that the concept of um poverty or richness um that you know or grandness you know you, you live in this grand home uh so you must be mega rich right um <laughs> And I've I've heard some of these 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 conversations coming out. Um, even somebody um, talking uh, down the pub with me, and I'm listening to that conversation, and that you know that they're seeing somebody sit in their bedroom uh, with their bed behind them, and uh, the conversation drifted into something that wasn't positive. And I think that COVID, you know, pre-COVID, we wouldn't have these types of experiences and encounters with each other. Um, in the workspace now, the way that I frame this is that with 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 COVID, we now have a workspace, that virtual space between us, um, that has opened up doors to each other's lives um, that we wouldn't have had in the workplace. It's interesting, is it? Is it? Do we have more or less control over how people at work? see us when we're doing stuff via video calls or teams calls or zoom calls or pick your provider and is, is that a risk or an opportunity for the individual i i, I guess in a way that we have no more control or no less control i think what we've done is um, during covid and even now we've exposed more about ourselves and our lives where we live who we you know who we're living with what we're living with, um, two people to make that, that that judgment. So I think the controls isn't the same, but the you know the the presentation surface or the attack surface where people engage with personas that we represent is bigger now. There's yeah. there's more content. Yeah, I guess what you don't have 
when you're doing uh, some sort of video call engagement is is the opportunity for cyber. You know, so if it was in person, you might go, oh, let's go for a 10, 15 minute coffee. Yes. Or whatever. And, yeah. and then, and then actually, actually, oh yeah, no, so, you know, how are the kids? How are they? You know, those opportunities for breakouts um, aren't quite as there. Yes, you could do a one-to-one chat on a 200 person mm-hmm. group call, I'm mm-hmm. sure if you wanted mm-hmm. to, but it's not quite the same. Yeah. Um, people can't just roll over and join your chat uh, necessarily. <clears throat> So, and again, for me, that's as well, actually, that the more natural sort of human interaction is less present via uh, things like video calls and, and things yeah. that would be in person. Not necessarily I, I, a bad thing. No, absolutely. I, th- I think that this, this, this is, this is uh, something that we, we had and we're, I'm looking forward to embrace is that as we move through the office space, um, we might see somebody that we think, oh, I haven't spoken to them in a long time, and they look available. And we might just go and pop our bums on their desk and say, "How are you doing? How's yeah. it going? Yeah. Um, can I, you know, can I grab a word? Um, can I grab five minutes with you?" And all of those natural things that we used to do, yeah. uh, or I used to do um, pre-COVID. Or someone, if you know they've been off, you know, long-term sick and finding yeah. they're back. And, oh, brilliant, it's great to see you back. Absolutely. And if it's electronic, you might not even know they're back until suddenly their name's on yeah. a list of 50 email addresses at the top of the email. Or... Uh, absolutely. They're, they're, they're waiting in a Zoom lobby or something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you let me in? It's just like, oh, my God, they're back. I haven't spoken to you in a long time. And I think that we, we should be looking forward to embrace those those natural normal events in the workplace um and if we think about that two-year period that when we do go back into the go back into the workplace that there's a lot of new faces um there's a lot of disorientation about who sits where um there is a greater i suppose adoption of um booking your desk before you arrive so yeah. the, the the idea of remote working, fantastic. The idea of having to book a desk before you go in, um, there's an awful lot more consideration that has to take place yeah. before you arrive in the workplace. I mean, it's and you don't know where people are. No, because I, I, I know some technology people. I know some people that work for technology businesses that are doing all sorts of great stuff to enable remote working, and and some of them are really quite uh, assertive that you know the old workspace is dead. Uh, it's never going to go back to the way it was, you know, good riddance. But, you know, I don't know, maybe you and I are just a bit old school, but, you know, my background, I did, I did, I studied sociology at A-levels and I did a degree in sociology and I've had a reasonable amount of leadership and management experience myself. Uh, and I used to have a job that was absolutely about connecting people over long distances who were working yeah. remotely using technology. And with all of that experience and background, I am still a huge believer that actually, ultimately, there is no substitute for getting people in the same physical space. Uh, if you want really deep relationships where people understand each other and the problems they're facing in as much detail and depth as possible, then at some point you're going to have to get in a room with those people. Now you just touched upon something that's really important, and I think we're talking around that and talking to that right now, and it's that depth of relationship. Um, that it, I suppose in a way it's at the moment that, that I personally experience 
And I really hope, you know, it'd be really interesting to get feedback and uh, further thoughts and engagement around this is that, you know, with, with, the, with that digital communication that we're talking about and that we're experiencing between ourselves right now, um, that it's, 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 it, it can develop a depth, but I think that there can only be so much depth that can be achieved in the relationship. It, 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 I think that people are getting by in, tra in a transactional state rather than a relational state. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, get, I guess in a way, let's make a declaration here. We've ne never ever met each other in, in, in person. No, but hopefully um, not change soon. <laughs> you know, absolutely. No, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, I, th I think that we, we will have that sort of experience of suddenly encountering each other in that physical space, I'm sure it'll be fine. I hope it'll be fine. <laughs> but there will, there will be this, oh, hang on a minute. I've only experienced the 2D version of Nick. I've only experienced the 2D version of Andrew. And suddenly, the, you know, the, this, this fully fleshed being with a completely different energy system. Um, yeah, I, I don't, you know, for me, I don't know how close um, me standing in front of you or alongside you or around you, you you'd be comfortable with. I'd like to think that, you know, it, you know it, it would be good to be close because I do feel a close connection to you and that's the reason why we're talking right now. Um, but, for, you know, for, for many people, I think, as they go into the office, suddenly after spending two years on a, on, on a call with them, suddenly to be close proximity. It is, it um, is true, you know, if I, if I, you know, thinking out loud, if I know what someone's like in real life, that's then the image and the sense of them. I, I, I suppose I view them through when I then see them yeah. on a video call. So, oh, yeah. okay, you know, this is yeah. I remember you know talking to them in that context, and uh, you know the good banter we had and whatever. But but if I've never had that real life experience, all I have to go off is a TV call. So there is an element missing, which I don't think you notice until you then do meet them in real yes, life. And yes, then suddenly, yes, yes. suddenly, as a whole new. Uh, sort of perspective on, on people mm. um, you know something I noticed before I think I think with with remote working and the current tools at least that we've got to enable that my sense is you, you need to be far more deliberate in terms of your engagement with other people you know oh, I want to raise this point I need to schedule a call in order to yeah. raise that point or yeah. if it's a group call already I need to hit the raise my hand button yeah. or yeah. Whereas what you get when you're in a real life interaction is you can be far more dynamic and responsive and there's a better flow of conversation. Because let's be honest, that's how we've evolved as human beings is yeah. to be in a shared yeah. space and listen to those conversational cues and yeah. add value. And yeah. technology, while it's great, when there's 20 voices coming through the same headset, uh, far yeah. harder to do that. So our bodies are configured to enable that more dynamic in-person engagement. And being far more or the need to be far more deliberate on things like video calls just takes some of that away so things that might get said in a real conversation mm -hmm. are sometimes left unsaid and if they're things that need to be said but are left unsaid yeah. that can cause issues later on well there's plenty of stuff to reflect on already from this conversation including the difference in behavior and people skills required in the virtual and physical space are interactions in the virtual space typically more transactional and how might each type of space impact the way our teams function and so what we may need to do to lead people effectively. So we're going to close part one there to give you some space to reflect on those topics and see where they take you. We'd love to hear any thoughts you may have. 
Join us next time for part two, where Drew and I will continue our reflections as to the impacts of the pandemic on the way we work and what things leaders may need to be more conscious of as we adjust to those impacts. See you then. If you're enjoying our podcast, want to keep up to date with the topics we explore, give yourself opportunities to consider what you believe the best takeaways for you are, then please like or subscribe. And you may even want to check out our website at mojavetrading.co.uk. Music